Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On your home for the best Ravens coverage, it's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists. 1057 The Fan. Benny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Ravens back at practice today, coming up around 205 at uh, one winning drive. Preseason finale coming up Saturday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then the regular season begins against the uh, Houston Texans. September the 10th. That means in the next couple of weeks, we'll start getting our official predictions ready to rock and roll. But on the eve of, or a couple of days away from, I should say, the preseason, uh, the completion of the uh, preseason schedule for 23. Let's start to project the roster just a little bit. And we'll start with quarterback. We talked about it earlier with Brian Wacker. Josh Johnson's play has made this a more interesting decision, I would think, Vinny for John Harbaugh and for Todd Munkin. Lamar, unquestioned starter, one of the best in the league. Tyler Huntley has been the reliable backup for the last couple of years, but coming back from a hammy. So how many QBs? What's the feasible thing to do, given the fact that you pointed out earlier and then again yesterday that, hey, look, Ravens are one of the teams that push for the three yeah. QBs. I, Bob, I, I would think they would go two. You know, and Huntley, he has been better in practice, and he was good in the only game that he's played thus far. You know, and Josh Johnson wasn't great in the first one, played really good in this one. So I I could see, you know, and and Josh Johnson can be on the practice squad. So um, I would anticipate maybe they have two quarterbacks on the practice squad, Josh Johnson and Anthony Brown. Now, as uh, Brian pointed out earlier, and Jonah Schaefer from the Baltimore Banner writes, Johnson playing as well as he did on that national stage, granted it was just a preseason game, may have uh, made himself uh, desirable for another team that could be looking for a backup. Hey, look, less than a year ago, January, so how many months ago was that? He was playing in the NFC Championship game for San Francisco. No, if, if people need a guy or they feel like he's better, yeah, I mean, I could see it. I mean, that's that's what you're that's what you're gambling. Then you're back to the three that you had last year. Running backs. How many are we going with here? Four, and um, I'm going with. Well, where are we putting Ricard? Running back or tight end? <sighs> or just give him his own little. Just because. Own little all right. If I'm keeping there. running backs, it's Dobbins. Gus Bus, Keaton Mitchell, and Justice Hill, and then Ricard. So I, I mean, so I guess, I guess I'm at five running backs if I'm including Ricard. So Ben Mason and Melvin Gordon the third on the outside looking in right. Mason's now. probably back on the practice squad again. 
And for Melvin Gordon, who hasn't had a bad camp, it's just... He just doesn't have the explosiveness. Like I uh, like I said before, I think if this was Giro's offense, Gordon makes it and Mitchell doesn't. You know, just because of the speed and explosiveness, that fits more with Munkin's offense. And Mitchell can bring a little bit more in regards to special teams play where Melvin Gordon right. cannot. Mitchell right. can return kicks. Mitchell's, they've used him as a gunner. They used him as, uh, I saw him as, what, R1 on the kickoff team. So he's been on every special team. You know, and he hurt his, got a stinger returning a kick. Right. Now, what Gordon has done in the past successfully Caught the ball out of the backfield. Yep. He's been a weapon there, but Mitchell does it better. Yeah, we're not talking about the Gordon that was catching him from Phillip Rivers. Right. A few years ago. Exactly. Wide receivers, how many are we going with here? Six. I think it's pretty easy, Bob. You know, just because Treadwell's been hurt. You know, Beckham, Flowers, Bateman, Duvernay, Aguilar, Wallace. And Wallace, as we've said, Probably won't be an integral part of the pass game every Sunday or Thursday or Monday, whenever they play. But a special teams acumen helps. And we've seen, you know, if you're called upon to catch some passes, it looks like he can help you in a pinch. Well, here's the, the thing about it, Bob, is, you know, when you look at the receivers, you know, the first three, they don't matter because they're not going to help you on teams. But everybody else, need, I mean, if you're dressing six, Somebody's got to play teams, so Wallace can play teams. Aguilar, he's got to help somehow on teams. And Duvernay, you know, returns, but he's going to have to be, you know, work as a gunner and do those things too. They, if if you're not one of the top three, man, you got to you got to play on all those teams. Tight ends, how many are we rolling with here? Three, like likely Kohler, Andrews. You know, I mean, I, I think Kohler showed I mean what I like about Kohler's got some nice build up speed down the middle of the field. I he should have caught three balls. You know, he dropped the short one, made two nice catches in the middle. None of them can block. That's why I think Ricard is so important. As for Travis Vokalek, has he done enough to at least to earn a job for another team here? I, what helped him but national TV helped. Yeah. So I mean if you need a third tight end, your pro scouts are looking at him is is he enough? Because all you're looking at is, is he better than the last one that we're keeping? If the answer is yes, because he costs you nothing, undrafted free agent, so then he probably, you know, can find a job somewhere. Video Haney, 105.7 The Fan. News from the Nest. Woman Crush Wednesday. Uh, breaking down this Ravens projected 53-man offensive line. What do we got going on here, Vinny Serrato? I, I got I, I got nine. Mustafer, Lindebaum, McCary. Um, Zeitler, Sala, Simpson, Falele, Moses, and Stanley. So I got backups at, you know, my backup tackles are Makari and Falele. My backup centers, Mustafer. Sala can play guard. Um, you know, so feel pretty good. And I think Sala, you know, like if Simpson, you know, can't get it done, Sala can get it done. Or maybe like by week five or week six. Salah's better than Simpson. No Ben Cleveland? No. No. I've never been a Cleveland fan. I don't think he's a good athlete. I don't think he can bend in that game the other night. Uh, Bob, if he lines up at right tackle, it's 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 embarrassing. You know, I mean, he can't block. He can't move his feet. Any case for uh, Sharp making the team, maybe? Sharp started. 
you know, at left tackle. Uh, be uh, interesting. I, I mean, if if um, I I got to have a backup center for sure. I mean, I got to have two, possibly three guys that can play center. You know, and McCarry can do that. Sure. Other than that, who else do I have? That's the issue. All right, let's get to D-line real quick. Uh, it looks like the five here are pretty much etched in stone, or are they? Yeah, I like um, Pierce, Matabike, Broderick Washington, Brett Urban, and Travis Jones. But, I mean, Nichols has done some nice things. He played a lot of plays in that game the other night. And, and um, I would think that Nichols, Bob, if he didn't make the team, I I don't think he'll get through waiver. I, I think somebody will take, especially when you're looking like, Ravens have always been a good defensive team, so if you're looking for defensive players and you know they've been well coached and stuff, going and getting a Ravens defensive lineman is not a bad thing. And last one real quick coming up on it. Let's get to the linebackers. How many we keep in here? Um, Ten. Roquan, Queen, Trenton Simpson, Malik Harrison, uh, Deshaun Phillips, Bowser, Ajabo, Tavius Robinson, and Oway. And the thing about it, you know, the 10, all right, am I fired up about Simpson being able to help them? No, not on the defensive side. And am I fired up about uh, Tavius Robinson being able to help in the pass rush? Not really, not at least initially. That's Vinny's there, and I guess we'll squeeze it in since we have time. How many cornerbacks are we rolling with here? Because this one's going to be interesting. flip of a coin, Bob. I don't you know, I kept like 11 just because I need Armour Davis, Kyle Hamilton, Caillou Kelly, Brandon Stevens, Rocky Sin, Seymour, Geno Stone, Adarius Washington, Marcus Williams, Marlon Humphrey. Is that 11? That's 10, you know. And, and just because Rocky Sin could start on, you know, uh, injured reserve. You know, some of those guys yeah. could be on short team injured reserve. But and and in Darby, you know, I, I I need eleven, you know, so maybe Darby is my eleventh guy. I just just because there's I've got so many guys that I don't know if they're going to be there in two weeks because of injury and stuff like with Davis and everything. Well, you know? Pepe's getting the ankle surgery, yeah, so he's he's IR. And then you have Armor Davis who left practice early. Rocky Sin hasn't practiced in a couple of weeks. Marlon's going to be out for the first uh, right. So I, I, of games. I can't oh have my all my hurt guys be active. I'm not playing with anybody. <laughs> it's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back, count some cash, hopefully buy or sell, and talk about sports-related subjects of this day. And then Tony Penty, OriolesHangout.com, is going to be joining us. Travel down on the farm. Vinny's headed out to one winning drive where the Ravens are back at it. Practice-wise, getting ready for the... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Penny and Haney. 1057 The Fan. 105.7 The Fan here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. A lot going on in the world of sports. Orioles hosting the Blue Jays. Game two. Birds losing extras last night, 6 3. Jack Flaherty got scratched today. So it's going to be uh, Dean Kramer. As a matter of fact, this isn't a push back till tomorrow. TBA for the Birds tomorrow. So interesting to hear what Brandon Hyde will have to say about that. Ravens back in practice today. College football starts on Saturday. It's all sort of zaniness going on, but let's count some midweek money first by yourself. Well, Bob, my phone's all green except one red spot. The Dow's up 139. Um, S&P's up 39. NASDAQ's up 193. DraftKings is up 70 cents. Under Armour, down 8 cents. Apple's up 355. We'll start here in baseball. And uh, earlier this week, talking about uh, the Angels prospect, Nolan Shanowell, rising through the minors already at the majors. Of course, Jackson Holiday rising quickly here in Baltimore. In Pittsburgh, though, uh, Paul Skeens, their number one overall selection at this summer's draft, was recently promoted to double A in their organization. Uh, so fast track for him, but a little bit different because he is coming off of that heavy workload at LSU this season through over 100 innings. At the college level, of course, they went on to win the College World Series. So they are kind of limiting his workload. Uh, two innings at a time, not really going deep into his starts. But Bob, buy or sell, at this rate, Skeens will make the Major League roster out of spring training next year. Well, I'll buy it. You take this dude number one overall college pitcher, you're expecting him to be part of this rotation. I'm going to tell you a very touching story about the 1989 Orioles. Number one overall pick in the draft that year out of LSU. Ben. Ben McDonald. Guess who was pitching for the Orioles in September of 1989? Ben McDonald. And Ben McDonald had injury problems. But anyway, Skeens, he'll be in their rotation next year coming out of uh, wherever they're. What are they, Bradenton? They're down there somewhere. Down there in Florida somewhere. Over in the NFL, Ryan Jensen, remember last year, the serious camp injury for him, did end up suiting up in their lone playoff game, uh, but they lost that one to Dallas, I believe. But now as they prepare to start the 2023 season, he's still not 100%, and again, could be missing some regular season action. Before last year, Tom Brady came out of retirement, decided he was coming back, so they said, we got to keep Jensen up front, signed a three-year deal, $39 million was the value. Again, only played one game since then in the playoffs. Does have an opt-out, uh, or the team an opt-out after this year. They can you know, cut him, save some money, cap room. Buy or sell, safe to say Jensen won't be in Tampa this time next year. 
Oh, that's 100% buy. Just because they're in rebuild anyhow. So, yeah, to keep a guy making that kind of money, nah. Well, Aaron Boone, certainly at the forefront of the manager hot seat conversation right now. Uh, Almost seems like a foregone conclusion he's going to be out of New York at the end of the year. But who else has a warm seat? R.J. Anderson picked six candidates in a recent piece for CBS Sports. And it was a little interesting here. Coming in at number six was Bob Melvin. Second year in San Diego for him. Of course, they lost in the NLCS last year to the Phillies. But this year, major disappointment. Might not make the postseason at all. And buy or sell, Bob, if that's the case, Melvin will be out after just two years. I'm selling it. I don't know what his contract status is, but this has been a disappointing year for them, no doubt about it. I mean, they just took a series from the Orioles last week, and they've been struggling ever since. But I don't think he gets whack attacked. I mean, they went to the NLCS last year, right? Mm-hmm. I don't Lost think he, to the Phillies. Yeah, I don't think he gets fired. But he'll be on a short leash going into 2024. Back to the NFL, the Pro Bowl, a shell of its former self, and debatable how you felt about it in the past hey, but Tyler Huntley was in that thing it yeah. maybe tells you all you need to know there but uh still recognized as an honor across the league and in the case of the Dolphins and 49ers having a quarterback represented in the Pro Bowl it's been a bit of a challenge for the Dolphins you got to go all the way back to 1995 Dan Marino named to the Pro Bowl that year for the 49ers trivia question here last quarterback to make the Pro Bowl for the Niners Back in 2002. Jeff Garcia. There you go, Jeff yep. Garcia. So been a bit of a... By way of Canada, if I'm not yep. mistaken, yep. right? Bit of a drought for both teams. Vinny, buy or sell between Purdy and Tua. One of those droughts will end this year. This year. Damn, I don't know if either one can stay healthy. And the AFC is loaded yeah. with quarterbacks. I'm going to sell it. I'm, I'm going to sell it. You know what's funny about, you know, you know, you said Huntley made the Pro Bowl. He's, try, he's trying to compete to make... Backup quarterback in Baltimore. And he played well in the Pro Bowl, memory serves. Yeah. Flag football, hey. whatever it is. Hey. Uh, you know. Yeah, well, at least he played. He had like what? You never played? You uh, never played the game? Back to the end of the bar. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Close with this one here in. No, you're all nerd. <laughs> college basketball. We know realignment. Is taking over uh, college athletics in general and college football. Football, <laughs> yeah, right. obviously Basketball the driving, damned. the yeah. driving force behind that. But what about a school like Gonzaga? No football presence at all. They don't have a football team. Basketball is their lifeblood. So could they potentially be on the move? A recent poll of over a hundred anonymous D1 coaches revealed that almost half of them believe the Bulldogs should stay put in the West Coast Conference rather than jump ship to a more prominent basketball conference. Bob, are you buying or selling that that's what's best for them long-term? I'll sell it. Sooner or later, they're going to have to go where the money is. Yes. You know what I mean? And the perfect scenario for them would be like the Big East because they're all basketball, St. John's, Georgetown, Marquette. That would kind of fit the MO, but travel. Yeah, they're in Spokane, Washington. <laughs> but then again, I mean, UCLA's and this, and, uh, I don't know. But sooner or later, they're going to have to bounce and get on up out of there. You know what I mean? How about this, Bob? Like, Notre Dame football is independent. All other sports are ACC. ACC. Hockey's in the Big Ten. 
Really? Notre Dame hockey's in the Big Ten. I believe lacrosse, Johns Hopkins is in the Big Ten. Are they really? Yep. And they're D3 in all other sports there. They do well in those sports. But, yes, they are a Big Ten entity in the world of lacrosse. It's Vinny at Haney, 105.7 The Fed. Vinny's out to one winning drive. What are you looking for today? Well, I want to see the whole offense together. I want to see. I want to see Clowney. I want to see Darby. I want to see the new guys because I hadn't seen them before. But – Keep my eye on uh, the offense. I want to see that receiving group and and Do- I haven't seen Dobbins. You know, I'm like uh, Monken. You know, do something for me. Yeah, he's like Bigfoot right about now. It's <laughs> J.K. Dobbins. So Vinny's on his way to one winning drive. We'll hear from him tomorrow morning. Maybe get a report later on in the day. Well, practice doesn't start Two. till two oh five. Maybe we'll get an attendance report. Dobbins here. <laughs> Bateman here. Who knows who's speaking with the media later on today as well. Got NFL launch coming up at 1. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com, 115. American League East report at 130. But Tony Penty, com joining us next here on this woman. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Fresh Wednesday. Taking sports to a whole new level. 1057 The Fan. Woman Crush Wednesday. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's on his way to one winning drive. Ravens practicing today. Getting ready for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers preseason finale coming up on Saturday. We got NFL lunch at one. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com, coming up at one fifteen. So stay tuned for that. Orioles taking on the Blue Jays tonight. Oriole Park at Camden Yards, seven oh five first pitch. Baltimore baseball tonight. Me and Ryan Ripken brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts live from Pickles Pub. Dean Kramer. On the hill for the Orioles is Jack Flaherty with scratched today. Former Oriole Kevin Gausman, he'll be jo- uh, joining us. He'll be he used to join us when he played for the Orioles, but he'll be on the mound tonight for the Blue Jays. Orioles lose a tough one last night, six three in ten innings to Toronto. Orioles also lose a game in the standings as Tampa handled their business against Colorado. We'll get into all of that later in the show. But joining us now to talk about what's happening down on the farm from orioleshangout.com. He joins us every Wednesday. Let's welcome in Tony Penty. Tony, what is up? Hey, Bob. How's it going? It's going all right. Before we get to the Orioles and their current uh, situation here down on the farm, let's look back at Kevin Gossman. Made his debut for the Birds, if I'm not mistaken, against the Blue Jays there over 10 years ago. They drafted him number four out of LSU in 2012. Your thoughts on him then and your thoughts on him now is that he's bounced from team to team since he was traded from the Orioles, but has obviously found a home with the Blue Jays. Yeah, you know, when when he came up, obviously the arm was, was fantastic, but he really was just a two-pitch guy. He was that fastball changeup. He never could really find a good, you know, off-speed I mean, or breaking ball. You know, the slider – Tried that for a while. I tried curveball for a little bit, and it just never found something he was actually very good at. And I think it was a little bit of that kind of square peg kind of syndrome for a while when he was in the major leagues. And 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 the other problem he had was there just wasn't a lot of command of the fastball. He threw it hard. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people said it was straight. It actually wasn't. It had really good 
a really good uh, arm side run on, the, on his fastball. But, boy, he made a lot of mistakes in the middle of the plate that he got away with in college because, you know, the, the velocity there was able to play up. Um, in the major leagues, that didn't work. And it really took him a number of years for him finally to start to realize that, you know, he's got to command the pitch a little better. He's got to work the corners. And then the changeup became kind of his go-to uh, pitch. And when you look at him now, you know, he's pretty hard – core, you know, fastball changeup guy, although, you know, he'll still throw you in a, the occasional slider. But um, obviously he's he's become uh, a really, really good starter for, for uh, you know, the Blue Jays and before that the Giants. And uh, it's good to see him kind of get his career on stage. It's would have been nicer if he would have gotten a little earlier with uh, the Orioles. <laughs> and they wouldn't have paid him anyway, Tony. Anyway, Austin Voth, the Orioles <laughs> made a move today. He's uh, back from the 60-day IL, elbow issues there. Mike Bauman, Tony, option to AAA Norfolk. Bauman got the loss last night, his first of the year. His ERA is uh, well over five, however. Here in the month of August, does this move surprise you as we're approaching September? No, I think they're probably doing the same thing they did with a few other guys, where it's a little bit of a reset for Bauman. Um, you know, obviously, the, you know, yesterday was kind of a disastrous outing, but we've seen that with Bauman this year. He's he's had a good streak of going along and doing well, and then he kind of goes through these little bit of slumps where he loses the command of his stuff, um, and it just doesn't work as well. So this is probably just a good opportunity. Uh, you know, obviously, the area is well over five in August, and this might be an opportunity to give him a little bit of a break and a little bit of a breather, and then maybe, you know, obviously bring him back in uh, September. You know, Voth is just a guy that, you know, they're going to give him another shot. Um, you know, he wasn't pitching all that great down AAA either uh, since he's recovered. So, you know, but he does give a guy to give you a little bit of length out there. Um, but he's definitely, you know, not going to be a guy you're going to see it much in uh, high leverage situations. Tony Pantier, Orioles Hangout.com, joining us here on The Fan. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's on his way to one winning drive. Tony talking about what's going on down on the farm. D.L. Hall looks like the Orioles are much more encouraged about him, Tony, than they were, say, two months ago. Why is he looking like the first-round draft pick D.L. Hall, not the guy that was back in the Florida Complex League just a couple of months back? Yeah, a little bit of bump in velocity, and that's good to see him back in that, that 96 range. Uh, you know, 95, 96, pretty consistent. Um, you know, that's, you know, he. I know he's touched 98 a few times, but he's really 95, 96. Uh, he's getting his off-speed pitches over a little bit better. Uh, he's not, you know, before, like in minor leagues, the reason why his numbers typically were pretty good, you know, he could, he could get guys to chase uh, out of the zone. But, you know, major league pitchers were, or sorry, major league hitters were basically just, uh, taking anything off speed and not swinging at it because anything they, they could realize was going to be an off speed pitch. He they didn't think he could throw up for strikes. And in the major leagues, he wasn't. Uh, so, um, but it looks like he's throwing those pitches more for strikes now. He, that's a good sign. And, and I like the idea that they have him just as strictly as a reliever. That's where he needs to be. That's his role. That's going to be his role in the big leagues when he's going to have success there. So um, I do think he's a guy they're going to see very shortly. You know, I mean, obviously right now you still have Vespi out in the pen. Uh, you know, he could very easily swap out with him and give you more of a power left-hander uh, in that bullpen to go along with CNL Perez, who has been really outstanding uh, in the second half of the year. Tony uh, Jackson Holiday, we, we know about him, number one prospect. I mean, the kid, uh, you know, a little more than a year ago was at his high school prom. Now here he is, a lot of chatter over the weekend from national pundits and baseball writers that he could get a call up here in 23 for a team that right now has the best record in the American League. What are the benefits or this, uh, you know, the, the concerns or risks with making a uh, move that, that would be a bold move, but a move like that right now? 
I just don't see it happening. Uh, I don't see any reason to do it either. I mean, obviously he's 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 doing fantastic, and there's nothing wrong with that. This is only his first full uh, season. But when you look at the needs of the team right now, um, where is he going to play? Where where who are you going to sit? Um, uh, right now you have Jordan Westberg playing well. You know, even Frazier's been playing well. He's has opportunities. Uh, Urias still needs to have opportunities there. Um, obviously Henderson's not coming out of the lineup. Um, so at the end of the day, it's not like when you go back to what 2012 and Manny was coming up, and and they were like, you know, I think Will was it Wilson Betemi wasn't he playing third base? Oh yeah. You want to talk about having? You want to talk about having a hole? <laughs> and then a uh, hole the sheriff base. too was over there doing some things. Right. They were they were doing some Reynolds, and I mean it was awful. So uh, it made sense to jump somebody like Machado at that time and bring him up. And even though when you look at Holiday has as definitely outperform Machado offensively in the minor leagues uh, at the same age and, and, and levels. But, but you just, I just don't see the need. And we also know that, you know, you have 40 man issues. You start his clock. Um, there's a lot of things there that doesn't make a lot of sense. It would go against what we've seen Elias do in the past. And, and if there was a big hole, if there was a big need, maybe I could potentially see it. I still just can't imagine them, them doing that just because of, again, especially the controllability factors and, and the 40 man stuff that just, you, you had to bring them on earlier. And, and I'll tell you next off season, there are going to have to be some decisions on the 40 man. And, and I would not surprise me if the Orioles don't lose some decent prospects um, in the rule five draft, just because they can't protect them all. Tony Pantee, Orioles hangout.com. Let's talk about a guy, a pitcher who's just coming back now from injury that Seth Johnson was drafted 40th overall by Tampa back in 19, came over to the Orioles in that three-team trade that sent Mancini over to Houston, had Tommy John surgery, but Tony is slowly but surely returning. Are we kind of looking at a sleeping giant kind of prospect here with this guy once he gets to full health? A little bit older, but still. Is this a guy to keep an eye on? The arm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was the best arm the Orioles acquired in all the, in those trades last year. Uh, you know, it's a, even a better arm than Povich and McDermott. Um, he was the top guy. And, and he obviously, he was coming off the Tommy John surgery. Um, he's a shortstop convert that hasn't been pitching all that much, but he shows a really nice feeling there. And, and, and I tell you, you know, it's a power fastball. It works well up in the zone. You know, I don't have spin rate numbers on it in the minor leagues, but it looks like it works pretty well up in the zone for it. Um, so it's going to tell me that he's getting pretty good uh, carry with it. Uh, and he's got some really good off-speed pitches. So he's not just a, a one- or two-trick pony. Um, he's a guy that you definitely look at as a starting pitching prospect. Now, could he be a guy? You know, he is on, he's a, he is on the 40-man. He's only, I think, have 30 innings at high A uh, is the highest level he's ever pitched at. So we could very well see him be a guy that, they might want to try to move quickly. Uh, maybe not this year, obviously, but next year you may see him start potentially a double A and he could be a triple A. And if they have a need, you could see him potentially, you know, on the team next year at some point, if everything comes back. And obviously he's only had one outing. It's down in the FCL. It's hard to ever really get any kind of uh, real good ideas there. So once we get back at a higher affiliate, get some, uh, some better looks at him, you know, we'll have a little bit better report for him. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely a guy that's for me, he's a top, 
uh, you know, top 12, you know, top 12 prospect in a very deep system. And I, and I think that's uh, that's an interesting guy to follow. Colton Kowser, as we know, struggled here in Baltimore. has been raking back at AAA. What does he do when he goes, when he goes back down? Does he make adjustments? Is he, do the Orioles recommend things? I mean, cause he just picked up where he left off with the tides here. Yeah, he certainly can hit triple-A pitching. Right. <laughs> no, There's doubt. A, no doubt the man can hit triple-A pitching. Um, obviously, you know, he's going to have to be able to project that into the major leagues. And, and you know, I think part of it is, uh, you know, they pitched him really, really tough. They did a lot of fastballs in and change-ups away uh, with him at the major league level. And, and, they were, and he was getting beat, obviously. And then that's something he's going to have to, to make those adjustments. And, and whether it's cheat on that inside fastball for a while – uh, have a better idea what pitchers are trying to do to him. Um, you know, it, it obviously it was a tough go. You know, he's he's not going to be a you know, what a one twelve one thirteen hitter. He's obviously not that at the major league level. Um, he obviously had a tough go, and and I think the next time he comes up, I think you're going to see a little better version of him. But you know, again, he's going to have to close some holes uh, that inside. He's going to have to prove that he can get to that inside fastball. There's upper. There's mid nineties. Up in up and in fastball, we saw that a little bit with uh, Adley when he first came up. We saw that a little bit with Gunner when he first came up, uh, with some issues with that. But they made those adjustments because they're very good hitters, and I think you're going to see Calder do the same thing. I still think uh, very highly of him. You know, I do. I did. I do think I dropped him down to uh, number four on the power rankings only because uh, I I like uh, Samuel Paseo so much. I moved him up to number three. And tell everybody about him real quick may not be uh, initiated yeah. with this young man's skill set. Well, they need to be initiated because he is a uh, a monster bat that's only going to get better. He's 18 years old. He's already in high A. Um, he's he's putting up some of the best numbers that we've seen of any of the high A guys in Aberdeen, which has been traditionally a very tough place to hit. Um, he's got power. He's 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, he's already 220, 230. He's a catcher. He's a solid defensive catcher. His, his arm is outstanding. He's got very good flexibility for as big as he is. He's doing moving well, but that bat is going to be very, very special. He is going to be a big, big boy, and he's already hit some uh, some big monster home runs, some 450, 460-foot home runs down the minor leagues. Uh, and this is a guy that's going to be a very special bat. He's got good plate discipline on top of it. He's not an all all or nothing guy. Uh, he's a guy that uh, people are going to start hearing about him on the national scene as well. Tony Pente, OriolesHangout.com. Tony, always great to talk to you. Enjoy the rest of your Woman Crush Wednesday, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, Bob. Thanks for having me. You got it. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's on his way to one winning drive. We'll come back, reset the program. Orioles made a roster move and also made a decision with tonight's starting pitcher. It's a change from where it was earlier today. We'll get into all of that and more NFL lunch coming up at 1. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. Start getting the predictions with him coming up in about a half an hour or so. Then it's an American League East report. Talk about what happened last night in the division. Look ahead to what's going to happen today and also give you a standings update as well. Sports with balls. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Haiti, 1057 The Fan. Woman Crush Wednesday. Tracy Chapman, the original version of uh, Fast Car. Did you know, Nolan, this become a uh, big country and western hit? I heard that. For one of those country and western dudes. I don't know. Luke Combs, sound about right? 
Yeah, I couldn't tell you. It was a cover, charted, yeah. top ten or something. Done very well, like this song did back in 1988. I'm guessing it's somebody that wears a cowboy hat. Thinking skinny jeans might be part of the equation, too. It is Luke Combs. Luke Combs. Yep. There you go. So uh, this is the original. It is Woman Crush Wednesday. So Tracy Chapman back in there and apparently she did give a seal of approval or a thumbs up i should say to the uh the cover version because it's to introduce the song to a whole new generation of fans out there i think she got a writing credit or that's how they they did it yeah, she's well, credited i mean well she wrote the song right, that's what i'm saying that but. would be appropriate so she's probably cha-chinging too a little bit with the the new version so uh, good for her orioles made a roster move today hold on to your hat Baseball hat that, or if you're wearing a cowboy hat, hold on to that too. I don't care. Austin Voth back from the 60 day IL dealing with right elbow discomfort. And as we just talked about with uh, Tony Penty, it's not like he was lighting it up, got himself straightened out in his last couple of outings. But Mike Bauman option to triple A Norfolk now, less than 24 hours ago, Mike Bauman was nine and oh. And was pitching at Oriole Park at Camden Yards in a tie game and extra innings. Now, he served up a home run to uh, Brandon Belt, which proved to be the you know game winner. They tacked on another one on a wild pitch from old Mike Bauman. But in the month of August, 559 earned run average, nine and two-thirds innings pitched, 12 hits, six earned runs, two homers. Remember, in Seattle after Cedric Mullins had made that brilliant play that saved a home run. I think Ty France hit it. Then uh, Calazone, or whatever his name is, hit the next pitch like 480 feet to eventually tie the game anyway, which the Orioles would win after Cedric Mullins hit a home run in his next time at bat. But you talk about a tale of 24 hours. This is a guy that started 9-0, first Oriole to ever do it. If he pitches well, and it's big if, and you know he might have been in line for the win last night. Instead, he gets the L's first of the year, and he gets option back, as the Orioles like to say. And Brandon Hyde will meet with the media later today around 425. But the always fun and exciting reset. But it's got to be discouraging for Bauman, I would think, Nolan, because we're almost into September, and he's got to head on back to the Norfolk shuttle just when he thought he was secure in his role, and everybody else did, myself included. What's interesting to me is that, okay, you want to give Austin both another look. Feel like he's earned that opportunity. And he's out of options, and they had to bust a move with him anyway. Right. So you're giving it one more go. You're deciding we're not going to waive him. We're going to, at least yet, going to give him one more chance. And you take a guy off the roster who's being used in high leverage situations. That, to me, isn't what makes sense. You know, Austin both isn't going to come in and pitch the same innings or the same type of situations that Mike Bauman was. So you're not getting a one-for-one replacement. Well, how about me Columbo in it a little bit? And I'm just trying to connect dots best I can. Jack Flaherty got scratched tonight. So Dean Kramer, who was scheduled to pitch tomorrow, will start tonight. Tomorrow for the Orioles, TBA, as Rockabaco tweeted earlier this morning, maybe Austin Vos starts tomorrow. And that open spot, which makes you wonder then, what the hell's going on with Jack Flaherty here? Right. That That's a whole big can of worms. I don't feel right. comfortable 
Okay, if Austin Voth is starting, how many innings is he going to give you? Three max? Even if he's pitching well. That's what I'm saying. It's a glorified bullpen game. You can't go from a five-man rotation to a six-man rotation and then have something like this happen and say, oh, we're going to go bullpen game. No, I mean, who's up after Kramer? They move up a day. You know, it's not like you're going short rest. But unless Voth pitches tomorrow... You know what I mean? And gives you some length because he is, by trade, a starting pitcher. Or now he's the always fun swing man. I don't know. But they had to make a move with Voth or they were going to lose him because his uh, IL stint was about to expire. So they decided to you know bring him back. And Mike Bauman, who has options, obviously, goes back to AAA. He'll be back. That, we know that for sure. It, it, whenever he's eligible to come back, whenever that day limit is exceeded, he'll be back. He's not going to toil down there at all. So no concerns in that regard. I just find it puzzling overall. It, uh, just to me, it's, you know, this is a guy that was 9-0. and 24 hours ago, he was undefeated. And now he's back at Norfolk. But a reset, and the Orioles have not been shot. Hey, look, Cole Irvin, they traded one of their top prospects to get him, Hernays. And he had three bad starts. His ass was in minor leagues for two months. Now nah, he's an important part of that six-man rotation. Tyler Wells was their best starting pitcher first half of the season. Now he's pitching out of the bullpen in AAA. So it's not like they're uh, not about feelings anymore. It's about winning. And if Mike Bauman needs to go down, reset, you know, get the mind clear a little bit, so be it. But I agree with you. He'll be back. I think he's earned that sort of uh, status, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and where you just mentioned Wells there. We know Means going to come back at some point. D.L. Hall, we think he'll get a look. This is just the beginning. There's a lot of tough decisions that are going to have to be had here for Mike Elias and company over the next couple weeks. You know, Sure, you can sit here and say, oh, Wells is coming back, Means, D.L. Hall. Well, who's getting sent down yeah, or they, who's getting axed in there? You know, you're not going to have a 20-man bullpen. Nope. And so, when they expand the rosters, you can only bring up one of each. Mm-hmm. So this team that's won 77 games they're having their best season in 26 years they're two games up in the american league east best record in the american league their bullpen could have a decidedly different look when they get to the postseason givens is gone that didn't work out five mil bye-bye fuji I mean, I'm always kind of defending that 103 mile an hour fastball that 95 split. you've come around you've come around. Uh, hey kind of gets me running hot you come to the correct side. <laughs> the correct side. So, I mean, are they going to put him in a playoff game? Unless they're winning 12-1, to 1, like we saw right. Sunday. I mean, are you you can't afford to have that sort of thing. But we'll talk Orioles. If you want to join us, you can at 410-583-1057. And up on lunch next, Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. Start previewing the upcoming year with him. Looking ahead to that draft a little bit of 2024. And then the American League East report. Jack Flaherty scratched. Dean Kramer pitching tonight. Austin Voth is back. Mike Bauman back at the minors. Oh, by the way, Keegan Aiken transferred to the 60-day IL as well. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 